Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl, Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about learning how to trust what God put in your heart. You know, that's something that we all really need to think about. And we all really need to understand how to really tap into that, you know. And luckily for me, I have a special guest on my show. I have Debbie here who's going to bring that understanding that maybe you're looking for, you know. So, Debbie, why don't you go ahead and fully introduce yourself? Oh, thank you so much. Yes, my name is Debbie Krasuski. Most people call me Debbie Cruz because it's so much easier. Uh, I call my, <laughs> excuse me, I call myself the dream pollinator as I have pollen in my throat <laughs> from the season because I learned that my name is Devorah in Hebrew. That means the bee seeker. And in finding my journey to get closer to God and leaning into my heart of what it's truly saying, I found that my name leads the way. So I believe that the bee seeker is just as important as what an actual bee does. It it does impossible things. It wants everybody and everything around them to be successful. And it makes everything around them beautiful and just loves to be a part of teamwork and loves to support everybody. And I feel like that's part of my sole mission is to help support everybody find the best version of themselves by getting themselves closer to God. Yeah, I thank you for that. Because I think, I think that's really fascinating how you were trying to get a better understanding of who you are by just simply looking up your name and just trying to figure out the meaning. And it's funny because not a lot of people know that your name holds a lot more grounds to your foundation of who you are and why you operate the way that you do. So I think once people realize what their name really means, it'll help guide them and understand that you are who you are, you know, because I Googled my name and depending on which uh, background or ethnicity it wants to take, because I found it in so many different ethnicities. But when I found one, it kept on coming back to the same. I, it, my name is considered to be bittersweet. So it's funny because I consider myself to be a little bit bittersweet sometimes. So it's funny. But I, I do think um, that that you've, you created this company to basically represents who you are you know what I mean and how did people respond to it I think people are very intrigued when I say I'm a dream pollinator it's a kind of a question uh, a conversation starter so to say uh, great for parties <laughs> but um, yeah most people I I mean, I like to dabble in so many things. I'm also an author and I've, I've been in operations for a very long time. I do work in restaurants. So most people are usually like, you do like 50 things. Like, what do you do? So I, I always incorporate with every job and project I do about coming from your heart. And I yeah. feel like you're successful at whatever you do. Um, I actually have an interesting story to answer your question of what do people, you know, how do they take that on you? I, I was having lunch outside in a park and a woman that I haven't seen in a few years drove by and she was a little bit far away and she's beeping and waving. And I'm like, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> and she pulled around and I was like, I haven't seen you in so long. And I was like, I can't believe you recognize me. And she said, of course I do, because your light just shines so bright. How could I not recognize you? 
Oh, so I feel like that once you find who you are and you are coming from your heart, your light just shines. And I feel like that is what people get. They may not really articulate it in that way, but I feel like once you're living your true self and who you want to be, your light will shine and people will come because it's an attraction of positive energy that comes from God. Yeah. And what would be, um, what would be the hardest part in trusting in what God put in your heart? That's exactly it. Trusting what God put in your heart. That's the hardest part. Um, You know, the world is full of dream crushers. We do it to ourselves. Uh, Ego gets in the way. People can only see what they can relate to. So if you're like, I want to be an astronaut and everyone's like, that's crazy. No, you can't be an astronaut. And you, sometimes you listen to it, but no one can see what's in your heart, but you, and that's your relationship between you and God. And he made you specific just for you, not to be a mirror of somebody else. So I find the hardest part is the trust is to be like, no, this is what I want to be. It may not look exactly like what you see, because that's only what you can relate to. But if you focus on that and you lead toward that path, God is going to just direct you into what it means and get in deeper and unleash all those layers of it and get to the core center of what you're really here to be. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Because one thing that when I speak with about God with other people, it's funny because some so a, a lot of the times what I hear and what I've experienced myself is that God will plant a seed in, in your heart and let you know what he wants you to do. But since life and world everything kind of makes you question what he put inside of you, you know, so that you kind of push it away. But then God is so beautiful that he puts different people in front of you and he reminds you. And so that you'll get like a reminder of doing uh, that something that you should do. And it's what God wants you to do, but you don't put the pieces to puzzle until later on. And you realize, wow, I've already had seven people come up to me and tell me that I should go back to school or I should go ride, or I should be a chef or, you know what I mean? Whatever that is for each individual. I think that when you start getting those random moments of random people coming to you and just telling you what you should do in a positive light, knowing that you should do it. I think that's where some people should like wake up and put that switch on, you know what I mean? And realize, you know, that's, that's a part of trusting what God put in you, you know? And I think the hardest, the, one of the hardest things, yes, is trusting in God, but also trusting in yourself that you're knowing that this is the right thing to do. You know, even if you don't know for sure, is that that moment of just stepping into that faith and stepping into the fear of the unknown. I think that is the most beautiful of it, of the whole experience, because when you step into the unknown, it's like stepping into the ocean. You don't know what's under there. You don't know what's around you, but once you're in there, it feels good. It feels refreshing. And it's like, ah, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And what's important also on that, this journey is that we put so many obstacles to ourselves, right? And you just described that. But also knowing that you can't make a mistake. Yeah. Like there's no such thing as a mistake. You you know, we're always afraid of not, not being perfect. And, oh, I'm going to make a mistake and God's just going to give up on me. He never gives up on you. You know, he's standing in front of you like, this is awesome. I'm so excited for you. And he, there's all these cheerleaders of angels and saints all around you cheering you on. And if you're going the wrong way, they're going to, you know, redirect you. And as long as you're following your heart, you're never going to be going the wrong way. And every mistake is uh, what we feel is a mistake is a lesson. 
Yes. It's a piece of the puzzle that's just going to give you more strength and growth to get to that next place. Yes, yes. Oh, I love how you put that. Thank you. I think that is so true. And I really do hope that somebody can really put that together when they're listening to this, because, you know, everyone has something that we're meant to do by God. You know what I mean? I truly believe in my mind, in my perspective, that we all have some type of purpose here and we all have some type of reasoning. And if it's for God's will, then you will be blessed. And if it's for God's will, every people around you will be blessed as well. You know, and I feel like, like you said, there's no wrong way of living your life. It's just not living it is the only wrong way. <laughs> yes, exactly. How many people do you know that are just Pavlov dogs? Like the alarm goes off, you know, I, I eat breakfast, I get on a train, I sit for eight hours, I have the same boring lunch, I go home, I'm miserable, and you're just, you know, watching the clock tick and, and not living, you know, yeah. where they have such dreams in their hearts, their heart, and they're afraid of them, because somebody along the way, and mostly themselves told them that they couldn't do it, or they couldn't have it. Yeah. And there's no way to live. I mean, that's not what God wants for you. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to be ignited with fire inside. Mm -hmm. And just, I didn't really know that was going to run. And then just (laughs) be the best version of yourself because you're here to enjoy life. You're not here to be tormented and be miserable. That's not the way he wants, what he wants for you. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the hardest thing too, is that because God is so personal with each individual, it makes it hard to, to acknowledge what they're doing, what God is doing with you because you're able to see it in other people. You know what I mean? Like it's so easy to see God's relationship in somebody else's life, but it's hard to see it within yourself. And I think once people start acknowledging that they do have a relationship with God, even if it's in the smallest of ways, then they'll realize that, God is more in your life and then they'll start seeing it more and they'll start accepting it more. And it's like a whole different transition when you allow your mind to shift from that being alone mentality to I have God and my angels and everything all around me. And then you never truly feel alone. Yeah. I like to think of it as a fun, colorful way. So I always think of the trolls, how like they're all just rainbows and like, we just love happiness and it's okay. And they're just following you around. And like when you're having having a bad day, just think of like 5 million trolls, just full of happiness and excitement. Like, why are you having a bad day? We're going to have a great day. Come on. You can't have a bad day. There's no, there's a rule to not, you're only allowed to be happy. You're not allowed to be sad. And they're just like cheering you on and want the best for you and throwing glitter in your face. And you're like, Ooh, what is that? So whenever you have a bad day, I always try to think of it like that. Like that's what my angels look like. Just a whole bunch of color and glitter and happiness. And they're like, come on, no bad days. Come on. Oh, I love that. That's so funny. I never think about that. But now that you're referencing trolls, I mean, they were super hyper and like super happy (laughs) all the time. I felt like that little one that was grumpy and stayed alone and hid away. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh my goodness. But what happened? What happened? Uh, I mean, spoiler alert for everybody that hasn't watched the trolls. (laughs) (laughs) It was about, you know, happiness one, you know, love one, happiness one. And if you always keep that in your heart of happiness always wins, love always wins, positivity always wins. 
and stop getting sucked into the negative and the anger and the upset. And this happened to me. So I have to be punished. No, that happened to you. That's horrible. But you know what? You're still here and you have all these opportunities at a life that's fabulous for you. And yeah, you're, you're just grown from it. And that's, if you look at it that way, and I help people get rid of all those roadblocks and number one thing, roadblock money. I can't go back to school because it's too expensive. Oh, I can't go back to do this. I can't buy a house because I don't have the money. Oh, I don't have the right job and I don't make enough money. Everything starts with money. And then once you realize how to put money in the right place and how to attract money and how to be in the right place to get money, then you work on the next thing. And the next thing, like being physically and mentally fit to follow your heart and, and watch your relationships around you flourish, how to be intellectual in what you need and what you want to be closer to God. And that just all ends up being the, makes you a strong spiritual person, because the more you, you are true to yourself, the healthier you become, the healthier you want to treat yourself, the healthier you want relationships to be, how you want to feed yourself. You're not going to waste your time watching ugly movies and scrolling social media just to hear bad news. You, you, the more you're aiming towards getting to God, you, you flush out all the negative. So we make, I make sure that I, I get that flushing for you do a fresh pollination. Let's just clean this area up and like, let's just pour some fresh pollen on it and, and make, make everything grow in beautiful colors for you. Yeah. That sounds so beautiful. So nice. But, um, one of the biggest th- obstacles that I hear people always have is that they lose hope. You know what I mean? That's, and they stop hoping and they just give up on hope because every time they hope for something that they're disappointed. And one of the things that I've learned through my journey with God is that sometimes we do put our hopes in the wrong things and then we put it in a high standard, then that's why we get disappointed, you know, or we allow our imaginations to have our hope in some type of pedestal or some type of this this image that we only can see it as because that's how we want it. And then when it doesn't happen that way or it doesn't appear to be as how we imagined it, then we lose our hope. But I think that's the problem is our perspective on the situation that we're creating in our mind because what God gives us is perfect in its moment. And it's not going to always represent that what we perceive and what we imagine and what we hope for, you know, and I think that's a big issue. I mean, what are your perspective on the matter? Oh, I love that you brought that up because that is a huge piece of it, right? Putting things on a pedestal, people on a pedestal. And what I always say is if it's not your truth, it doesn't feel right. And if you're putting somebody higher and higher on your scale of like, that person's the answer. That's the only thing that's going to make it work. That's a problem because you're, you're not putting yourself on the pedestal. You're not getting yourself closer to God. You're, you're asking somebody else to be there for you and expects that that's going, that person's going to be the branch and be the avenue to take you there. And then you get crushed because that person's like, I don't even know how I fit into this mix or I don't get it. But your ego is speaking where it's like, oh, well, this person would be perfect because I don't know, he has great eyes and we'd make beautiful babies. Or this person would be great because 
he or she has this great job and then I could do this. You know, if you're looking for expectations out of people, instead of looking at people as when I look at him, do I, or her, do I see God in their heart? When I look at him or her, do I see a reflection of prayer? Do I see how God is working on this person? And do I see a faithful, loveful relationship? Do I see myself being closer to God with or without this person? And if this person isn't in my life, how does that make me feel? And how does that change my relationship with God? And I've had too many relationships where I, I didn't know any single religious guys. And, you know, they have a stigma too of, you know, they're not (laughs) the the hot, gorgeous guy that you, you know, in high school that you're like, oh, he's so bad. I want him. Yeah. That's enticing. Right. (laughs) And, you know, that guy's still, uh, you know, living like 30 years later, like I was a high school football star. It's like, okay, well, Glad I didn't marry you. <laughs> I know. 30 years later, like that's high school. What are you doing now? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's sometimes how it, it plays out. But, you know, when you, I, I like, again, again, I never saw, I always felt like I had to make the compromise of being in religion by myself. And my faith was always going to be tested. And my faith was always going to be a block of the person I was with because the guys that I was dating and I came close to marrying didn't have the same relationship with God that I did and did not want a part of it. And that should have been a huge flag for me of, wow, why didn't this work out? Well, because first of all, they didn't have God in the center of their heart. Correct. And it may not always be the easiest to search and find. It feels like sometimes a nickel in a haystack, but you know, if you're, if you have God in the center of your heart, God will make sure that you find somebody that replicates that. And sometimes you are the introduction of, of God. And that's, that's exciting too, but there are people out there that do have strong faith in God. And I strongly suggest once again, follow your heart because that person is out there. Yeah, I absolutely hundred percent agree. I think just to add on to that, anybody else who's listening, I just want to say, don't get confused by the heart versus the face. So, right. Because the heart will always show God, but the face will never show God all the time. And you may find these people at churches and they still don't have God in their heart. You might find somebody at a bar and they may have God in their heart. You never know where that person's going to be. However, I think you really need to recognize God more. And once you recognize God, he will reveal to you where he's at, you know, and I, I strongly believe that because I I moved to Texas um a couple of years ago and I was in this journey where I was like God I'm so done I'm so done with men I keep on looking for the wrong men oh I'm so upset and God's like don't be done yet don't be done there's gonna be someone that's gonna be the least uh, the least of your expectations just watch and I was like okay fine so I call I needed to get work done for my car. And I called up a mechanic shop. And as soon as I spoke to the gentleman, he was he was very gentleman, very pleasing to the ear. And he was just very nice and courteous. So all my questions I had for my car and and at the end, at the end of the phone call, I was just like, hmm, that's weird. Something something's triggered. You know what I mean? I felt it in my heart like something's triggered. That's weird. Like maybe I should go to that shop because he was sincere. and He had the lowest price. Let me go. So I went 
And we, once I met him face to face and we talked, it was just so natural and so easy. And we actually even talked about God and it was so weird. And when, by the time I was done and I drove off with my car, I was just like, God, something feels weird. <laughs> like, um, my heart feels like he's meant for me in some way, somehow, but I don't understand this feeling that I'm feeling. Cause I, I just felt this, this, I don't know. It's this weird feeling. So then after that moment, we never, we never kept in touch, nothing. Two years later went by and he finds me on social media and we reconnect and we talked about God. We even watched church together. It was just so, so different and so spiritual. And now we're engaged in on our second child. (laughs) You know, so I honestly feel like people, you never know, you never know. But when the heart's there, God will bring that person there. Yeah. And I love your story. That's so beautiful because, you know, you just need, there's certain things that you'll just know, like you heard his voice and it wasn't his voice. It was the personality in his voice, the calming of you. It's tingled in you. And I think it's so much more beautiful that you felt him before you knew him. Yes. Yes. You know, that's And I am a huge, uh, fan of the chosen. So I always do my chosen shameless plug of, you know, I was one way and then I was somebody else. And in the middle was him. So, you know, you were like, I gave up on men and that's over. And you had one phone call and look at how your whole world has changed. And the one thing was, was, it was listening to your heart, which was listening to God, which listening to someone's voice and look at how that changed you. Exactly. Because once I said I was done, I was like, God, I'm going to, I'm going to devote myself more to you. And when I devoted myself more to him, I literally gave up social media for a whole entire year. I was on a mission of just reading the Bible every day, at least one chapter. And I was just, I was literally dedicated and focused. So I think that dedication to God showing to him how serious I was about our relationship showed him that he was that I was ready to actually have a real relationship with somebody else. And I think that's the thing is that a lot of people aren't really ready to have that relationship. And a lot of people aren't really aren't really looking for a relationship with another human being. They're just looking for an interaction. You know, they're just looking for a moment. And when you're looking for a moment and just an interaction, that split second of a time can be wasteful. You know, it can just steer you the long way from your actual destiny or steer you the long way from something that you could have, yeah, you could have avoided, but at the same time, maybe you also needed because you needed to wake up. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I also think we, what um, is important to recognize in your story is you wanted it enough to walk away from it. Yeah. You trusted it, your faith enough of, all right, God, well, you don't want me to have this right now, but I'm still believing I trust in you and I'm going to get myself closer to you through scripture. And I'm going to leave that to you. And I'm going to let you take care of it. And you give me the way when it's right. If it's right, it'll come. If not, it won't. And you, you let it, you gave it to God Mm -hmm. and you really let him do his work. And he, you did, you did the work. You were like, I'm going to learn more about the Bible. I'm going to get get entrenched in it. And I'm going to stay focused on that. And then when you weren't paying attention, you got that call. Yeah, it was, it was beyond my expectations. And it's funny because when I try to like help my sister, like for some reason, she, she can't accept what I have to say because she hasn't acknowledged what I've gone through. And I think that's the hard thing is that when I, 
tell my story to certain people, they won't accept it because they don't, they don't want to believe it's true because it sounds too easy, but it wasn't easy. You know what I mean? That's the thing is that my story may sound easy, but it really wasn't easy. You know, I went through a lot of other difficult moments and hardships and just me just telling myself just to keep going, that it'll be worth it. You know, that, that was the hardest part is not knowing if it was going to be worth it. You know, I can read a Bible and I could read a book and I could listen to sermons and I can pray and I could I could cry and I could do all of this stuff but at the end of the day I don't know if it's really helping or not you know what I mean nobody never knows besides God and that's the beauty of it is that as long as we allow ourselves to know that God is the one that's watching and God is the one that's keeping points and God is the one that that's keeping accounts of every every worship and every praise that you do and your discipline towards him I think that's that's the biggest thing is that discipline and not a lot of people have that discipline yes because they're driven by ego and just influenced by people that don't have faith and yeah. tell like, material things and you have to have this and this is what's important. And you keep getting drawn into this negative world that is yeah. ugly and, and you're always looking to be fulfilled and you're looking in the wrong places. Yeah, that is very true. I mean, and with that, with that being said, what would you tell someone who's, who's going through that, who's having that difficulty dealing with that ego and that pride within themselves and learning how to really trust in God to move forward in their lives? I mean, I would have them write down all their situations that they're you know, facing at the moment. And I believe in prayer and meditation. I, I believe you do too. And I would sit, I would put them on index cards and I would sit with each one and read it out loud and, and put your hands on it and close your eyes and just watch yourself in it and watch yourself where you are, where you came from, where you are, where you're going with it. And where do you, where does that take you? Is that taking you to a good place? Is that taking you to a bad place? And how does that make you feel inside? Because if it doesn't feel good, it's not your truth. If it doesn't, if it feels like, oh, well, this is going to be hard and this is going to be painful, that that's not your truth. And, and you can start to eliminate things. But once you look at that and you can't I'm going to guess that you're not going to find good in any of these cards, right? You're not going to find a good um, outcome in any of these cards. And what is your choice at that point? Well, you can go through it and be miserable. And then what are you going to do? You're going to turn to substance. You're going to turn to watching things you shouldn't be watching, feeding yourself with bad food, feeding yourself with bad social media content. You're going to just feed yourself to get through it. And you're just going to be in a worse place. But why don't you take those cards and just say, God, help me change the situation. Help me look at it in a different way. Help me to get out of a negative outcome. Mm -hmm. Why don't you give that a chance? Because you've given all the other things a chance. Why don't you give the chance of God, I need help. And I surrender to you. And I give my problems to you. And I give my worries to you. And I give this negative future outcome to you. Because I don't believe that that's my truth. And I don't think that a lot of people will get through that first round. Uh, I had somebody, a client once, she was just so deep down in the trenches of depression. She couldn't get out of it. And we started talking about what was going on. And it was, she was just feeding herself with toxic, toxic, surrounding herself with toxic people that kept her in that, that low down place, you know, feeding herself with all the things I mentioned. Right. So I had her have a date with herself, have a date with her fear inside of her 
you know, go to a restaurant, go set up. It was during COVID. So I'm like, it's probably better to do it in your living room, <laughs> set, yeah. up, set up a nice ambiance in your living room, some candles, make yourself a really nice dinner and enjoy it. And then sit with that fear and ask it, why are you here? Why are you bothering me? Why are you interfering with me moving forward in my life? And she said, I couldn't even get through a minute without just completely sobbing. And she spent the rest of the night just sobbing and, and just letting it all out Wow! because it was so real to her. And she just felt so attached to it where it was just, all it was is an attachment. It wasn't real. And she realized it wasn't real and was able to take it and nourish it and love it and give it away. Be like, thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. God, here you go. Wow, that's beautiful that you're able to help help someone in that in that type of deep trenches because I've been in those trenches before. You know, I think we've all been in those type of trenches some way, somehow, or at least we've we've gotten close where we're looking at it like it's right there. Maybe we should just dive in because it's comfortable sometimes. You know, sometimes that toxicity can be comfortable. Sometimes that pain can be comfortable. Sometimes that hurt can be comfortable because that's what you choose to always be known. But in reality, it's not safe you know it's not safe for you to be there it's not safe for you to stay there you can drown and you can die in there you know and not just mentally spiritually but also physically everything you know people don't realize that our emotions and what we feed ourselves and what we tell ourselves truly affects our bodies in magnificent ways I've been learning about that And it has been mind blowing to me that what we tell ourselves truly affects us and everyone around us in like a ripple effect. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And I guess to start wrapping up the show, so it doesn't cut us off. What would be some great advice that you can possibly give myself or the audience that may be listening? Oh, to you and your beautiful audience, you're beautiful as well. I would tell all of you to trust that you are divinely made and know that there is a purpose for you and God loves you. And your dreams are given to you for a reason and they belong to you. And I would love to help you make them flourish and come to life and know that you are loved and you you have a fabulous life ahead of you. Awesome. Thank you for that, Debbie. Thank you. Thank you. And anybody who's listening, if you, if you would like to know more about Debbie, check her out under my special guest. You'll find her beautiful photo and you find a link to her website so that you can reach out to her directly. If you're, if you're needing this type of communication, you know, it was a great time speaking with you. Love speaking about God with other people because it's, it, oh, it's like a hug. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's truly like a hug whenever I'm able to really speak about God with um, other people. And this time with you was very precious to me. So I, I, I greatly appreciate it. And I hope that somebody who's listening, even if it's one person, I hope that you're able to take from our conversation, what you're needing, you know, take from this conversation, the, the shift that you're needing to continue on with your life, you know, and, um, and keep on thinking <laughs> until next time, y'all. Bye.